listen, I'm looking forward to having more fun with this one. You know, in the huddle, yeah, that, that's my baby. But right now, I want to go back to my roots. I want to go back to the point where I first started doing this and I was enjoying it. Not to be right, not to be wrong, not to, you know, impress anybody, but doing it because I was just freeballing and being myself. And that's exactly what I'm going to go back to being. And that's what's going to happen today on today's show. And I want to shout out Zach. He's not on the show right now. My co-host here on the show because um, he the one that kind of came up with the idea inadvertently. I remember we was debating about a quarterback competition. And he was like, you need to start the kid. You need to start the rookie. I forgot which competition it was. He was like, it's not 1999 anymore. And ever since that line that he spoke out, we've been, you know, referencing that line a lot when talking about analytics, when talking about the calls that we are seeing right now in the NFL, the rough and the passer calls. It's not 1999 anymore. It's a new era. And it's a new era for us. And Zay, I'm going to start off with you. How you feeling today, bro? Hey, man, you know I'm always in paradise. I can never complain. Um, you know, it's getting a little chilly outside, but that only means that basketball is among us. That means football is getting in its, at its prime right now, at its peak. And that also means baseball is in playoff mode. So it's a, you can't complain at, at all. You know, uh, shout out to the people that are hockey fans. You know, hockey just started recently as well. I know there was a lot of people that are Ranger fans. They want to see dominance in New York. And um, New York sports has actually been here. You know, majority of the New York teams have been dominating in their respective sports. So we have to continue to see that. And hopefully we could talk about that down the line. But everything's great. Um, You know, tonight's going to be an amazing um, debut. I'm not debut. Start of the season for the NBA. Um, we just had a spectacular weekend of sports. Now only in, in, in uh, football, we've seen some great boxing bouts as well. So I'm excited uh, what's to come. But, you know, we all here and I'm ready to talk sports to y'all. And you know what? Hopefully my Knicks is next. Okay, when you talk about the dominance in New York right now, hopefully my Knicks behind my wall is next up to carry the torch because it's going down. All right, but where's my manners? My mom raised me better than that. I got to introduce the one and only Dujanae Bland. He's been on our show a couple times on In The Huddle, and now he's making his appearance on It's Not 1999. Okay, my guy's doing it all. My guy's moving. He's grooving. He's doing it. Dude, Janae, I'm happy to have you here on board on the show right now. Man, it's always a pleasure to talk shop with you guys. Um, man, you know, you guys have grown and continue to grow. Uh, you guys are doing big things, and uh, you keep moving forward, and that's what it's all about, man. I'm proud of you guys. Nah, I appreciate that. And you know what? It's about time that we might as well kick things off with our first topic on this show when talking about the NFL, because that's exactly what we're going to get into right now. As Russell Wilson says that the Broncos don't have division in the locker room after an overtime loss to the Chargers. Two and four start. That's what it is in Denver right now. So the question that I present is, does Russ deserve more of the blame than Nathaniel Hackett for the Broncos lackluster start? And I'm doing it as I guess. Throw it right over to you. No, he doesn't. Um, this is a collective thing. Uh, you look at the game yesterday uh, and you look at their games down uh, as we've gone through this season. The problem is, is that there's a collective uh, disconnect here. Uh, Hackett's trying to do some things and they're just not transpiring. Yes, Russ uh, at times is not the old Russ, but the players around him also are making mistakes. Uh, let's go to back to the fact that they had 151 yards a buck 51 in penalties. You can't have those types of things. 
missed blocks. You saw uh, Melvin Gordon was sat down, really don't know the reasoning behind that. Apparently Hackett feels that um, he needs to have these guys that he wants and is going to execute well, maybe missed a block or something like that. But the fact of the matter is this is a collective thing. They're not working and not gelling together and things are not happening um, the way that they need to be. And that goes from coaching right on down uh, to the offensive lineman quarterback scenario. I think there's all blame to go to around. You say um, there's division in the locker room. I say frustration. I don't think there's any division in the locker room. I think they're very frustrated with how things have transpired. This team thought that they were a quarterback away from, you know, contending for a Super Bowl. Wrong, by the way. But, you know, this is what it is. This is what happens when you change a lot of pieces. You guys know. When you pull a lot of pieces like that. Now even, I throw my chargers in here on this. You pull a lot of pieces in. and You change a lot of pieces. They're not going to go and snap of a finger, work together, and gel. You hope they do. But it's going to take time. And right now, with so many changes that are being done, um, he's getting used to a new core of wide receivers. Their likes, dislikes, offensive line not exactly working the best. And they're not the only one struggling with offensive line play. A lot of the league is. Um, this is just one of those things. And uh, we're seeing growing pains right now. And, um, you know, this that's, that's just what it is. I don't see it as anything more than that. Yeah, I got to respectfully disagree with you, my guy, Dujanae. And Zay, I'm going to let you break the tie right now. I'm going to say, yes, he deserves more of the blame. Now, I do agree that there's a lot of blame to go around here. It's a team sport. Football, as I always quote, is the most team-reliant sport there is in professional sports. But at the same time, let's go back to the basics. I think when we talk about Russell Wilson, he went from Go Hawks to being his own brand. And that's how he operates. The brand of Russell Wilson. Let's ride. You know what I'm saying? The brand of Russell Wilson. And it's not gelling with the teammates from off-field persona, perception, right? When I look at them on field, it's not hard for me to tell that they don't have a relationship off the field. We saw with Marshawn Lynch said in the interview on Richard Sherman's podcast about, you know, he happened to reach his manager, Russell Wilson's manager, to get to him, to talk to him, to offer advice. Are you kidding me? A guy that you went to war with in the NFL, won the Super Bowl with, lost the Super Bowl with, he got to reach to your manager? That's how I know. And listen, I'm one of those type of individuals. I could spot uh, 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 a con man from a mile away. I could spot uh, uh, a goddess playing one character but he really is another character a mile away. I spot them, bro. I got a track record of spotting them. And Wilson Wilson fits that description. And also, you talk about the investment that the Broncos made. I mean, it's only a $242 million five-year investment. Look at Gino. He's making $3.5 million. Look at the difference there. And yet, in every major statistical category, he's leading the league or is top five in the league. And he's better than Russell Wilson thus far. All right? And Russell Wilson wanted to cook. That's why he went to Denver. He wanted to win MVPs. But at 5'11", at his size, maybe he wasn't built to do that. Maybe he was built for a Pete Carroll system of, okay, I'm going to run the ball, play good defense, and let you make a Houdini play you know, once in a while. Maybe he was built for that with his size. Now, I think you go over here and you try to replicate and copy a blueprint that you saw from Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford sitting in the press box with Roger Goodell. It's all about the brand. Okay, and the brand is failing. Your brand is failing. It's self-sabotaging right now. 
And I only could blame Russ for that. Now, when you talk about Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, there's some play calling issues. Yeah, there's some clock management issues. But remember, Russ said he's only my business partner. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I'm going Russell Wilson here. You know, um, they're both have been terrible at the job this, in this season thus far. You know, when we talk about Russell Wilson, his inability to read the field on this Broncos team is kind of disgusting. It kind of goes back, I think, to two, three weeks ago when they had an opportunity to win the game. They went through the elective for a pass play, and he was just targeting Sun the entire time without even looking around the field when he had open guys on that football field. You understand that you go for that number one target who the play is for, but if the guy is not open, you should be knowing where your other guys are on, that, on those routes. You should be seeing where those guys on the football field is. This guy is a Super Bowl champion. This guy is um someone that was on the Seahawks getting 40 touchdowns a season. This is a guy who wanted to be his own man, so you have to make those proper reads. You're a $240 million quarterback. So you are the up, upper echelon of quarterbacks just based upon what you're getting paid. You can't just be saying, oh, my number one guy wasn't open. You should be able to read the, all, the whole field if you get paid that much money. Um, and then it goes to uh, it trickles down to Nathaniel Hackett or Nathaniel Hackett trickling down to him. His play calling on offense has been horrendous. Now on defense, you've seen what he's able to do. Yeah, they got playmakers on defense and even been a stout pass defense wise. I believe they've given up the least amount of touchdowns of any team on pass defense and at fifth and yards given up. So they've been playing great defense. It's just that offense is not his strong suit. Clearly, he does not know what the hell he's doing on offense. And that's an issue right there. Sitting Melvin Gordon when you need help direly on that running back front makes zero sense to me. Melvin Gordon is arguably probably the best running back on that team with Javante Williams being out at the moment. And there should be no reason why he's not on that football field. I know people are high on Boone, but he has not to prove me. He has yet to prove himself just yet. He's still young. Yeah, one good game. That does not mean anything. Melvin and, Gordon should be on that field. And yeah, I agree. Like Boone has to prove himself, but yeah, he played one game and it was one good game. That's why you ride the hot hand. Latavius Murray came in there. He was running hard. Let's not forget that Melvin Gordon had a fumbling problem. The guy was fumbling. He cost him the game in Seattle. So at the end of the day, that's how Bill Belichick would do it. If you fumble, Bill Belichick is putting you in a doghouse immediately. You won't even live to see another day on a football field getting playing time unless he finally comes out and say, all right, go in there, kid. Like, you know how Bill Belichick is. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to blame him for that. If Melvin Gordon want to prove that he is that number one back for the team right now in the absence of Javante Williams, then okay, when he does get his shot, he better make do with it. Otherwise, we're going to come back and say, okay, I understand what Nathaniel Hackett was doing. But at the same time, and Dujan, I'm going to let you get back in here for your rebuttal in your second lap. I just think that even though there's chemistry issues that's clear, that's going to happen. I saw it with Tom Brady. Hell, I even saw it with Matthew Stafford. They both look good. Despite, you can see the communication issues. They both look good. They both look like they, you know, they were close to right, going on a run, which they ultimately did. I don't see this Broncos team and look at them and say, all right, I see a sign that they're going to go on this run magically and um, go to the Super Bowl. I just don't see it. I'm looking at Russell Wilson. He's missing wide open throws. In this game, he had a wide open throw on like a third and one that was right in his face, literally, and he's not even looking at the guy. I don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson. I'm seeing a lot of uncharacteristic things, and I think it's mainly because Russell Wilson's priorities are in the wrong place. I always see him posting, tweeting about his um entry outfit to a game. Like, that doesn't matter right now. What matters is that you are playing your best because that's what you're getting paid to do. And, okay, I am buying this theory that there is some division in the locker room. 
That doesn't sound different from Seattle, where Russell Wilson was in the middle of that, of a mutual disconnect with him and the defense. I'm seeing the same thing over here. Well, go ahead, Dujanay. Um, I understand your point. And, um, you know, obviously a lot of it is valid, you know, with the sense that, um, you know, history kind of repeats itself. Sometimes people don't change, uh, especially when he probably feels that, you know, he is the link to, to everything, especially offensively. But I, I think uh, Isaiah said it best. Um, the Coaching plays a big part. You see it all across the league. And uh, their defense is balling, but their offense, you saw it. When they got off the script, that first half was nice and scripted. They, they played well. When they have to get off script, he ain't got it. The calls aren't there, and the, the quarterback isn't there. But again, there's a lot of newness to this team. But I also think there's a lot of thought process that there's more in this cupboard uh, as far as good um, good products to cook a meal with uh, when really there isn't that many good products to cook a meal with. Um, and again, Russ can't cook, bro. Russ can't cook. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a combination. You know, you think about it, what he had. I mean, I, I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not a Pete Carroll fan at all, but uh, they managed to make that work. And here you're 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 coming in here with a new guy, and you could be there could be some validity to that. Maybe he is trying to uh, cook his own dish and force his way with with the uh, with Hackett uh, to get plays that more suit you know what he likes to do. Uh, maybe it's not for the betterment of the team. I'm not really sure on that one, but I can tell you the combination of the two uh, coaching to me is 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 top. Quarterback play is is huge, but he's got the wheels. But you got to protect the man, first off. Second of all, the penalties have to go away. Protection has to be better. Um, you know, I don't know whether what Russ is trying to prove, standing in the pocket, because he, he usually – that instinct of getting out and making plays, looking down the field, uh, was there before he got here. Uh, that seems to be lost right now. But like I said, I think it's a collective thing here. I mean, their defense obviously is doing the job. But outside of the fact that they are uh, generating a lot of penalties as well. But this is an undisciplined ball club. And um, it starts at the top. And all these, like like Isaiah said, taking Gordon out. I mean, give me a break, dude. I, I mean, I understand you're trying to trying to make things happen and you're you're trying to do what do whatever you're trying to do. But I didn't see anybody do any better or worse. Murray did a good job. Boone, on the other hand, eh, I, I could live with or without. He didn't do any better than Gordon. So, I mean, you have to be careful with what you do as a young uh, head coach. Um, and it usually doesn't work out if you're trying to assert yourself as the boss and you have to run around and pound your chest and do things like that to say that I am the boss. The, these these. You know, that crap works in, in college. That crap don't work here in the NFL. These are grown men. Ain't putting up with that. Period. And Zay, I'm a, anybody that got last words, I'm going to just say my last piece here. You know, I think to a certain extent, Russell Wilson knew what he was getting into over here. He knew who was the coach. I believe they hired the coach thinking that they was going to get Rodgers. And so he knew it. I'm pretty sure Denver's the place that he wanted to go. I'm pretty sure that he and 
Pete Carroll in Seattle worked out a deal for him to go to Denver because we all knew Denver had weapons. They had offensive weapons. They had weapons at the skills positions. They had a good defense with a rising star, Patrick Satane. So I'm pretty sure that that was one of the places that he wanted to go. But you knew who was at the coaching spot over there. Like Tom Brady would never go to a place without a good coach because he played for Bill Belichick and he knows how important a coach really is. And when he got the deals or the offers that he got, I believe it was the Chargers and the Buccaneers. I think the Bears was like a number three, if I'm not mistaken. He chose the team with the best coach and Bruce Arians at the time. Even though I criticize Bruce Arians and some people do, which is warranted, he still was a more proven commodity out of the coaches that were, at the time, the coach and the respective teams that offered him a contract. So with that being said, Wilson Wilson knew what he was getting into. He knew that he went over there with the intention of running things the offense running through him him throwing 30 times a game him winning the mvp with all them weapons but guess what it has failed and that's part of russell wilson's fault the major uh, of russell wilson and that's definitely nathaniel hackett as well so i can see it being 60 40 but i'm leading 60 40 russ you know uh just last thing i just want to say nathaniel hackett is blessed to the fact that the rest of the division has not been playing well either, except for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, because if everyone else was playing well, Nathaniel Hackett would have been fired at the end of the season. Shoot, if I had my way, there would be three opening jobs in this division at the end of the season the way they've been playing. They'd be playing atrocious. We're talking about a Chargers team who played top dollar for their defense. We're talking about the Raiders who just got Devontae Adams. And we're talking about the Denver Broncos who got Russ Wilson and a new coach. You, you can't. Be, you can't be this abysmal at this at this particular um, juncture. So, I mean, if it was up to me, three head coaching jobs would be available at the end of the season because of how I, bad they've been playing. I still think it is. I still think it is. Like, I, I think that Daniel Hackett is out there if, I, if I'm a guessing man. And no funny, even if Brandon Staley were to make the playoffs, I still low-key think he's out because you have Sean Payton coming out and saying he desperately wants to coach Justin Herbert. You gonna say no? You gonna say no to that? Like we could tell who's a fraud and who's not. So you gonna say no to that? Nah. Been you, messing you, up. You know what I'm saying? I seen Brian Flores win seven straight games and get the hammer. Still, you gonna do what it takes to win, especially if you haven't been winning. I can see the Chargers still going after Sean Payton if he really sincerely wants to coach Justin Herbert. Of course, you ain't gonna say no to that. And then Daniel Hackett, I think, is all about a rap. So, yeah, even though they haven't been fired yet, which, you know, I don't think is logical at this point, I still think they both going to get fired at the end of the year. More than that, even if the Chargers win the division.